Today on the Zabecast, what have we become when Instagram is now in the truth police business? Notorious J.A.Y. joins me. Everything from Kaepernick's new Nikes to the full-blown cray-cray of Antonio Brown and his No White Women campaign and Drew Brees setting the touchdown record. All that plus breakup by TikTok? Your bonus 30 minutes of me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! <laughs> Here we go! Wednesday, December 18, 2019. Actually, check that. Yeah, no, it is Wednesday, December 18th. I thought I had not changed the date on the script, so we're not going to take that out. We're going to leave that in. All right, let's get to it. Thank you for downloading. Instagram is now in the fact-checking business. Oh, sure. Content deemed to be false will be ignored by Instagram search or recommendation tools and is shown with a warning label if users come across it. When content has been rated as false or partly false by a third-party fact checker, we reduce its distribution, Instagram said. Instagram, of course, owned by Facebook, which of course is already elbow deep, knee deep, dick deep, forever gone deep in the business of trying to figure out, well, is this is this true? Is this factual or not? Are we going to allow this to exist on our platform? We must fight misinformation. Oh my God, what a joke. So Instagram is now in the fact-checking business. Instagram, an app that was basically designed to let girls take duck lip selfies and show off their butt implants. It was explained to me, because I didn't understand Instagram, KB, our colleague at 97 through the game, who a little bit more savvy about social media because he teaches kids in college uh, in media and content ideation and marketing and all that stuff. I said, KB, explain Instagram to me because I don't get it. How's it different than Twitter? And he said, it's simple, Zabe. Instagram is for the generation that doesn't want to read. And I said, aha, got it. Makes sense to me now. And so there's words on Instagram and there are memes on Instagram, but now they're going to be subject to the Instagram truth police. Hmm. So let's try a few out. Donald Trump is a white supremacist. Fact or fiction? Wonder what Instagram and their truth police say. Hillary Clinton illegally stored classified emails on a private server. Fact or fiction? Well, actually, yeah, she did, Zabe. You see, there's this report, and then you'll get someone else going, no, that was not illegal. Technically, it was mishandled, but it was real. There'll be an argument over it. Pumpkin pie is the most popular pie in the world. Well, by gross sales it is, but by units it isn't. All of this, of course, is just child's play compared to when deep fakes get good enough that they're all over the place. Right now, they're just starting to germinate in the moist, mossy underground of the interwebs. 
But deep fakes are essentially when you have existing audio and then you have a video of somebody saying something and you change the video of their mouth moving in a way that looks like they're saying words they never actually said. Or putting a face on a porno clip of somebody you hate to shame them. And it's getting so good, you don't have to be a graphic artist or somebody who is a whiz with Photoshop or a video editor. It's just going to be like, here, you know, search for this person's face on the internet. And it searches all the known pictures on the internet in a split second. It collects all those pictures. It analyzes the shape of your face. And then it just maps it and it throws it onto an existing piece of video and an existing head. And next thing you know, I mean, hey, you could be fucking Jenna Jameson, at least in virtual reality. I mean, if that's your thing, by the way, I think she's a little bit past her prime. And, you know, that'd be the kind of thing that you'd want to show your friends. Like, (laughs) hey, Bill, look at this. I got a side job here. Look who uh, right here. Look at this. Hey, this week is Scarlett Johansson. Look, the video doesn't lie. Of course, then your buddy is going to go, oh, that's weird, Bill, because I have you right here having sex with uh, Amy Schumer or or some other. Now, maybe Amy Schumer would be good. Depends on people like her. I'm trying to think of somebody else unattractive off the cuff. Kathy Bates. Oh, I've got you and Kathy Bates right here. Are, are you doing, are you goinking her kerflavin? What the hell? Look at that. Oh, oh delete that. Jesus, where, where'd you get that? Ah, the deep fake store. On my app, deepfakes.com. This whole, pro, this whole era of we're going to police what's true and what's not true on the internet will be, I predict, looked at 10 years from now as one of the great follies ever. One of the biggest wastes of time ever. There is a naive belief that facts are easily discernible and are not in dispute. But that's not true. There are always, I mean, certain basic facts. Gravity exists on Earth, and it is universal. It pulls on all objects towards the Earth itself. The sky is blue. When not, you know, tinted by a, a smog cover or the angle of the sun or what other other atmospheric conditions. Other than that, though, all facts are debatable to some degree. I just want to know, will they block fake asses on Instagram? Like, hey, that's a great ass, but yeah, that's fake. That, I mean, it's got to be fake. Look at the size of that thing, for God's sakes. Look at her tiny waist and that huge absolutely luscious booty fake well can i still get it well yeah but it'll have a warning label warning this ass has been deemed probably fake greta thunberg your time magazine person of the year the adorable 12 year old who took it upon herself to lecture all of us at the united nations about you stole My childhood, how dare you? It's not good to take on Greta Thunberg, at least not online, because my God, you're going to hear from 
her defenders. How dare you? How dare you go after a 12-year-old? Professional golfer Gonzalo Fidesz Castaño has, I guess, learned this lesson the hard way, or maybe he wanted to do this. Who knows? Uh, Mr. Fidesz Castaño put his annual travel miles uh, on uh, on a, there's like a, I guess, who, uh, who, let me click on this here and see what it was to expand it. I guess it was a summary of his air miles on a airline that he flew while playing professional golf worldwide on five different continents. Uh, excuse me. God bless. 191,000 kilometers, 270 hours plus in the air. And he writes, another year in the books, enjoy at Greta Thunberg. Oh, no, he didn't. Oh, no, he didn't. Why don't you just play the sound bite? Okay, I will. Oh, no, he didn't. See? No, he didn't. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. There you go. That's why I got the machine hooked up. Of course, he poked, poke, poke, poke. Someone named Tom Stenner Evans. I have no idea who that is. Oh, by the way. I have no idea who that is. You know what? I need to recut that. Because it's it's cut off, isn't it? I have no idea who that is. That's just have... I got to get the eye in front of it. Put it on my to-do list. Tom Stenner Evans tweets. What a great ambassador for your brands at Cleveland Golf at Srix on Golf, at Ralph Lauren. Oh, oh. he's going after Gonzalo Fidesz Castaño's money. Going after his sponsors. What a great ambassador for your brands. Bragging about his carbon footprint to the 16-year-old time person of the year whilst emblazoned with your logos at European Tour. So... He's this guy's poking back. Hey, 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 hey. By the way, so Greta's 16, not 12. Okay. Old Gonzalo fired back. So what? Adolf Hitler was at time person of the year in 1938. So was Stalin. Not once, but twice. Oh, no. Wow. Now people are going to say, oh, you're comparing her to Hitler? No, just pointing out who gives two shits what Time Magazine thinks is their person of the year. Somebody was, uh, then uh, somebody responded, LOL, LOL, can't handle that your lifestyle is incompatible with humanity's long-term survival, must be painful. I'll wait for your midlife crisis with keen anticipation Gonzalo said of all the replies I got the last couple of days this is by far the best professional golf is incompatible with humanity and of course I can't handle it meaning my midlife crisis this is all such dumb bullshit it really is and you go after Greta Thunberg at least online on social media oh the bees are going to come out of the hive Get ready to get stung. And maybe Gonzalo loses a sponsor because of this. Who knows? It was a bit of a cheap shot. He didn't have to do it. He didn't have to, like, say, ha take that. He could have just said, man, I traveled a lot this year. But he had to at Greta Thunberg on it. 
So I guess he picked the fight, and I'm sure he's reaping the returns. All I know is, can we get a – I'd like a 16-year-old to be the face of a conservative cause. Just just once, you know? I mean, a, a, a cute 16-year-old or a uh, handsome young man. Uh, he'd have to not be white, though. I mean, they wouldn't accept him as white. And being a male, eh, better to get a girl. You can't go after a 16-year-old girl. I want a 16-year-old girl that would be – the face of a conservative cause, despite, of course, not being an expert. And despite the fact that there's no reason we should listen to 16-year-olds about complicated global problems, but that's a whole different thing. Nobody's saying she's an expert, Zabe. She represents something. She represents an ideal for something that's been proven by 97% of the world's scientists. Okay. Anyway, I want a I want a 16-year-old to be the face of second amendment rights. I want a 16-year-old to be, I don't know, champion of like let's say a low or perhaps zero capital gains tax on net worths below say 100 million dollars. This is one thing that kills me. And I, I don't know about you or anyone else that is my age, but you work your ass off your whole life. You put money away, you save, you save, you save. You build up a nice pile of money. The nice pile of money starts to kick off interest and grow and grow and grow. Yay, you're playing it by the book. And then when you go to retire, they're like, oh, yeah, you want to use that money that's been growing. Yeah, well, we're going to get another bite of the apple. Yeah, but that's so the rich will have to pay some taxes. Otherwise, they wouldn't pay anything. Well, what do you define as rich? Are you talking about net worths of even, I said below $100 million. How about below $10 million? And you think the rich don't have good tax attorneys that know how to navigate their way around all of this? Of course they do. Couple emails here, real quick. Uh, this one from Brian Stoffer. Hey, Zabe, regarding your five hour energy addiction from Monday's podcast, might I suggest paying the $50 for a BJ's, Costco, or Sam's Club membership and stocking up on the item in bulk? Assuming retail for a five hour energy is around $2.25, <clears throat> it's actually up to $3. 29 regular, 359 for extra strength. And we know the extra strength is extra bullshit because the actual drink itself is bullshit. I've admitted this. It's a placebo. And I'm addicted, Jerry. Anyhow, if you say you really do buy two a day retail every day, that's $1,638 per year. I was at my local BJ's today. I saw a case of 24 of these for $38.99 or about $1.63 each. That comes out to $1,187 per year. And in the add in the extra 50 buck membership, you are still coming out $400 ahead. Surely an up-and-coming young podcaster like yourself <laughs> could use an extra $400 in your pocket. Yes, I could, but I'd just use it to buy a drone or a camera. If you're feeling extra cheap, you can also buy the generic Costco brand. 48 bottles for $35 comes out to 75 cents each. Have a great day, NPS more Solly. Yeah. What I should do is I should get uh, one big jar of Kool-Aid. I should make a big old batch of it and then a funnel. And I should take all my empties and then just pour the Kool-Aid into the empties, screw the tops on, and put them in the fridge. Now I've got the same thing as 5-Hour Energy, except it's probably about 2.5 cents a bottle. Now I'm saving money.
or I can just stop buying it would be another idea. This one from my friend Aaron Vanuk, who was with me at the uh, Malcolm this past spring. Great guy. Eh, not a great golfer. Great guy, though. Everyone liked him. Steez, he writes. Love the Christmas tree story, as I, too, am a real Christmas tree person. Had to share my quick story, though, for reference after hearing yours. Since we just moved to Indiana, we had to go to a new place this year. It's a mom-and-pop place in northeast Indiana, and the guy told me he was closing the next day. This was December 8th, by the way. Why was he closing? Because he had already sold 365 trees in two weeks, including 99 on Good Friday. That's ridiculous. He sold only 120 total in five weeks last year. P.S. He had no idea why. Very weird. Sincerely, Vanuka in the North. It's because of millennials that somebody sent me the uh, story. Millennials, because they're very organic and they want to know where their things come from, their food comes from, uh, millennials are actually buying up natural Christmas trees. And... On the one hand, you go, why couldn't you get a good tree this year? Fucking millennials. Ruin everything. On the other hand, good. I'm glad to hear it. Glad to see it. I like it. The more people to the real tree crew, the better. And then this one from John K. Bryan, Esquire. John writes to say, Zabe, regarding your questioning of how come there's such hate between Iowa and Iowa State in sports, Yes, I'd asked this question after the latest round of Iowa, Iowa State, and basketball that ended with uh, somebody from Iowa leaving his shoes autographed on the three-point line as sort of a taunting gesture. I said, man, I don't get it, man. Iowa, Iowans are such nice people. They are known to be such wonderful, salt-of-the-earth, heartland citizens. The hatred, what is it all about? Why does Iowa State look at Iowa and vice versa with such hatred, in sports at least? John K. Bryan Esquire says, The hate is real, Zabe. My Aunt Cora lived in Des Moines, and if you mention the other guys, she'd say, quote, I'm a fucking Hawkeye, unquote. You could stick the Cyclones in your ass. It's the odd, hateful domain of states that have no pro teams to channel their energy into. Interesting. All right, let's see what Jay's up to tonight. Hello. Oh, Jay, I caught you just before you're about to do some midnight Christmas shopping. Or putting or the going to bed up. early. Or going oh. to bed early because I got to work in the morning. Wow. You know, you are very disciplined in that regard. How early can you actually fall asleep? 10. Like that is snoring the time. at 10. Yeah, that's when I put myself down for the night is 10. That's good, man. <laughs> that's good. You know, I, I've got this campaign going. I put it on my phone as my screensaver. It says 10 o'clock is my bedtime. Deal with it. And I'm using it to show people if I'm out and about. They're like, oh, come on, man. Let's go, you know, let's go over here. And I'm like, no, man, I got to go to bed at 10. It sucks, though, because I'm not wired to go to bed at 10, I don't think. I'm a late-night person. Well, I had to with my schedule in the business, and I was getting off at 11. Right. It was tough to, you know, wind down and be asleep by 3 in the morning. So I had to, got to retrain yourself. You do. Or take, or take a lot of Ambien. 
Either one. <laughs> Do you ever take uh, melatonin gummies at night to doesn't, help fall asleep? Doesn't work like doesn't work like Ambien. I can't I can't <laughs> kick it. No, I'm telling you, I no. I'm, I'm, it, I'm do- it doesn't take it doesn't work like Ambien. Doesn't work like Nyquil either. Or or Tylenol PM, another great one. Right. Or three scotches. Although even though <laughs> even though three scotches will help you fall asleep, they say that alcohol disturbs your sleep, and it's actually very bad for you. And waking up in the morning doesn't feel too good. That's what they say. All yeah, right. Sure. Hey, uh, 12 Ravens are going to the Pro Bowl in Baltimore. Hello, doggo. What's your doggy yeah, so, up to tonight? What's, what's was Thor up that was, to that was tonight? Thor, Myra. Thunder, Myra. Myra. Okay. Myra, yes. Okay. She's yawning because I'm boring her. <laughs> That's okay. 12 Ravens going to the Pro Bowl. I mean, I bet Baltimore is just a hopping tonight. <laughs> with a Pro Bowl. Yeah. If, you, if is, you're not a Ravens fan, this is a tough time to be around because it is getting sickening with all the Lamar. It's on par with the way that Redskins fans slurped RG3. It's on par. Maybe a little bit more. Did you and I talk about the Lamar Jackson jersey handout? No, we didn't. Can we talk about how disgusting that was? It was the most ridiculous thing I can remember seeing amongst professional athletes. I'm like, bro, you're playing against him. He's kicking your ass. What 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 are you gonna do with that jersey? It's not even a game worn jersey. He was handing out jerseys like it was like he was Santa. Here, you get a jersey. You get a jersey. You get a <laughs> like Jesus. And have a little respect, dude. I know, but this is now the thing in the NFL. Joe Mixon of the I Bengals. Know. Did you see him? Yeah. You mean the the woman slapping, the woman punching <laughs> Joe Mixon? Yeah, not what slapping. Can, we, can, can we bring that up again, by the way? It's I, one of the most despicable acts ever. It was. It was absolutely. He should be lucky. He's the he's, he's lucky is in the NFL, and uh, he should just keep his head low, and go about his business. Not be tweeting Tom Brady. Oh my God! I I played against Brady. I shook his hand. He said good game. Jesus and and Christ. did you see Brady's tweet response? Uh, no, but I just saw the headline: Brady will give Joe Mixon a jersey. Yeah, I didn't see what I didn't see what he said. So. Yeah, basically Brady was like. Uh, Hey man, good game. I'll send you a jersey. Oh, God. And Mixon's get like off, get off my job. I it, it, this is so like they're all professional players. Shouldn't they have some healthy kind of self-respect? Like, okay, you're good, but I'm a pro and you got us today, and fuck you. I'm can't wait to play again. I want to beat you. We come from a, dif- a different time, Zay. Blair. Oh, totally it different was, time. It was okay to beat somebody and then crow about it. Can't do that anymore. I just hate the fact that after game you shake hands, but then that's it. I, I love I love Larry Bird. Um, they were talking about uh, Craig Hodges, and somebody said uh, Craig Hodges, if he were in this, uh, if he were in the three point contest, he would win it. And Bird said, "Well, I'll look for him at the end of the Chicago Bulls bench next time." <laughs> so <laughs> it was just that. I mean, I love shit talking. Yeah, talking's awesome. Right. And and the and the the ability to just knock somebody out verbally with the fewest words is the best. You know, it's like when Larry Bird showed up at the three point contest, said, "Which one of y'all is playing for second? Coming in second. That's right. (laughs) Which one of y'all is coming in second? Such a cocky son of a bitch. Or when uh, Jordan was in Utah, 
And he, I can't remember who he dunked on. He dunked on somebody. And somebody in the front row was like, why don't you pick on somebody your own size? So he did, he then proceeded to dunk on Mel Turpin and <laughs> turned to the fan and was like, is that big enough for you? That's, you know, that's, <laughs> that is that, great. Yeah, Nobody I, shit talks anymore. LeBron doesn't shit talk. Well, a little bit. No, well, he does the fans too. After, Let me take that back. After the Brady and uh, Joe Mixon exchange on Twitter over the jerseys, Guess who jumped in on the Twitter fun? Dwayne Haskins saying, oh, me too. And like a little raising hand emoji saying he wants a jersey from Tom Brady. How about you complete over 60% of your passes, Dwayne, before you start asking about that? Uh, he did he, this. By the way, he, he did this past did. week. Oh, did he? Oh, he did. I, I'm sorry. I saw the last minute. No, that, no. That let me know everything great about Dwayne Haskins. Nothing. No. Even he, though he does have a hey, rifle for an arm, though. He's got I will a, say that. He's got a big arm. The problem is he thinks he's Lamar Jackson, and he's so not Lamar Jackson. He's more Byron Leftwich. And so he's getting— Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Byron, he's not even Byron Leftwich. Byron Leftwich was a good quarterback. Dwayne Haskins is not a good quarterback. Well, it's early. Let's say it's, you know, got to, you know, let, let's see a little bit of the movie here. You know, everyone oh, thought, well, everyone thought Josh Allen was a bust after year one. Okay. All right. But what, what do you see in Dwayne Haskins? Is it his? Nothing. Is this decision making? No. He didn't have, by the way, a quarterback showing up like 30 minutes before the game. Also not a good look. <laughs> that was a bad look, but he, he's growing. Look, here's the thing about Haskins. I, 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 I don't see anything special about him. I see like, yeah, he's a pretty good quarterback. Where's his superpower? Like, people get so lost. Redskin fan get so fans get so lost because they have myopia. They don't see anything beyond their own borders, so they're just focused on their guy, and they're not comparing him to other guys. Like they go, well, he was only a one year starter at Ohio State. Guess who was a one year starter at Oklahoma? Kyler Murray. Uh, Kyler Murray. Has anyone peeped the year he's having with a god awful team? Fucking He's not great. That bad. No, like 64% uh, t- touchdown, more touchdowns and picks. And he had a hell of a run Sunday that was vintage Kyler Murray. Like, oh shit, you can't catch him. And that's the thing. What's, what's Haskins' superpower? Everybody has to have a superpower. Brady, it is his, you know, decoding skills of defenses and his competitiveness. Um, for Lamar Jackson, it's obviously his legs and elusiveness. Every every really great quarterback has a superpower. I don't know what Dwayne's is, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. We haven't that. seen it yet. We haven't seen yeah. it yet. All right, I got some things to to run by you here. Uh, Kaepernick, Uh-oh. have you seen the shoes? No, I have not. Are you aware of this? No, he has shoes. All right, if you can Google, you may be petting your dog right now and not have a no, spare I'm, hand. I'm, I'm no, I'm. I'm Googling, as you said, the Kaepernick shoes. Kaepernick, uh, special Kaepernick Nike Air 1 sneakers, just in time for the holidays. Black and white colorways with his icon Afro face on the back heel. And the date he first began kneeling on the right sole of the shoe. Whoa! Wait this kit, $410? Oh, shit! That's this can't be right. That's expensive. No, okay. Wait a Not, minute. Oh, so, wait a minute. It can't. No. Okay. All right. No, because there's one four ten, and then one says one eighty five. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what are you, a big baller brand or something? <laughs> Slow down here. <laughs> so, Jesus. So it's a shoe that's got the date he first started kneeling on one sole. Tell me that is not 
utterly pretentious. And I mean, it's just, this is what he was going for. This is the long con come to fruition. He never really wanted to get back in the league, Jay. He wanted to be this icon, this martyr. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with that stance. I didn't want to be on that that side of the aisle. But, but it's it, hard it, it at this like, point. It, Look, yeah, it, it looks yeah. like he doesn't want to play at all. He just, <laughs> like you said, he wants to be a martyr. He wants he wants to be a social justice warrior. Question. Which, is, by the way, if you, do, if you do put it to good work, I'm okay with that. Well, but if you're doing it just to cash in, then okay. I got a problem. Right. So that, that was the thing. I started to think, if I'm Kaepernick, how do I square this in my head? And I would square it this way. I'd say, all right, look, um, I'm not really getting a lot of good offers, so I am kind of being blackballed, but I'm also not making any efforts, real efforts, to say I want into league, I'll be a backup, I'll work my way up, come on, give me an interview. He's really not kind of playing the game. He's doing it halvesies. And he's saying to himself, all right, Nike is paying me money as an endorser. It's keeping me in the news. It's keeping my causes and my, you know, stances and my charities in the news and I'm going to donate a portion of the money from these shoes to my causes and if I make some money on the side and we keep the issue at least in the forefront it's a win-win-win all around that's what I'm saying if I'm Kaepernick trying to rationalize it I I guess I I get it's just getting harder for me to be on his side because he just changes. He changes the goal line every five days. It seemed like. How, how about the fact that that date on the bottom of the shoe is visible when you kneel? Get it? Yeah, that's just. It's only on I, one sole. It's not on the side. It's not on the heel. It's on the sole. So they're designed that if you want to show solidarity, you, you kneel down and you put your one your right sole out there so everyone can see it. And you're like, yeah, I'm cap. I mean, little Timmy's and little Johnny's. And I use those generic white guy names, so I'm not labeled a racist. But you know, little Timmy's and Johnny's out there are going to eat this shit up, right? Well, little Timmy's and Johnny's are buying up the Kyrie Irving shoes. So, yeah, I can see that. Are they really? What's Kyrie Irving's shoe all about? He's got a SpongeBob SquarePants thing oh. on his on his shoes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, I, I I have a big disdain for Kyrie Irving. So saying that he, I think he might have the number one selling shoe now, the Kyries, the Ki's. But is it a SpongeBob shoe? I think that uh, well, no, there is a SpongeBob SquarePants on the shoe. Okay, well then it's it's kind of a Kyrie shoe. It's also a SpongeBob a SpongeBob shoe. shoe. If it were if it were a song, it would be Kyrie. Lowercase ft SpongeBob <laughs> featuring, yes, right. <laughs> It'd be a collaboration of sorts. A I would collabo, say. yes, yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right. So, as a middle-aged white guy, can I buy a pair of Kaepernicks and walk around with them, or is that like, uh, is that like pushing the boundaries? I uh, yeah, stay stay with the Steph Curry's. Okay, <laughs> the chef curries, as they call them, yeah. the nurse curries, the all-white colorways, just lump that up. These very comfortable right here. All right, Not a so, good-looking shoe. No. All right, so uh, item number two. Have you rolled by Antonio Brown's Twitter feed lately? <laughs> that My man has some serious problems. <laughs> it's insane. And look. Yes, he is insane, yes. This No White Women 2020, which is now a header on his Twitter feed, is racist as fuck, and I want the Yentas, and especially the women writer Yentas, to call it out and say this is unacceptable. 
you know damn well if, if uh, let's say, J.J. Watt had a history of potential you know, domestic violence, which is the case with Antonio Brown. It's alleged, but it's not proven yet. And that J.J. Watt was having a problem with one of his black girlfriends, and he puts on his Twitter feed, no black women 2020. You know there'd be a million column inches written about how wrong that w- it is. It would, be the, it would be the top story on every I'm wrong, you're right show on ESPN. Exactly. And I don't hear or see any pushback yet. I'm, I'm keeping a keen eye on no, the Nancy why, Armors because- and on the Christine Brennans to say, not only is this unfairly blanketing all white women as problematic, but it's just another dig at women for a guy who's got an issue with uh, it. You, no, you're going to be waiting for a while because newsflash, Antonio Brown's a moron and nobody takes him seriously. So nobody, everybody saw that yeah. tweet and said, it's just stupid. It's just, it's a diva moron. So, so the stupid thing is a get out of jail card on inappropriate, politically incorrect behavior. Who gets to use the, ob? Uh, just a moron, don't, don't bother me. Because, you know, Rocker was a moron, and they treated his words like they were chiseled in stone. Uh, I, I, it's because we didn't, hear, we didn't hear as much of him as we do Antonio Brown. We know he's a moron. Of all, yeah. There was no so If there was, if there was, <laughs> okay, case in point, Aubrey Huff. Have you seen his Twitter page? Aubrey Huff is a crazy-ass gun nut total Trump. He's, he's a moron. He's an idiot. But he's an he's an ex major league player, right? But I'm saying we didn't know this when he was playing because yeah. social media was yeah. not big. Now I know yeah. Aubrey Huff's just a big dumb redneck. Well, I love the fact that Antonio Brown is tweeting out begging for repo companies to come get his Bentley from his baby mama because he's like, it's right here, and he he puts a screen cap of the uh, Google Maps address, and he's like, I called the police, they're not helping me. Help, help, get my Bentley back. I can't wait for the behind the uh, the ESPN uh, sixty. Uh, what, what's it called? E, what's it, what, what they do that E sixty? Yeah. On when he's bro- when he's broken like ten years. I don't think E sixty will E sixty won't do it because it's ESPN and they never like to do stories that are overly negative about athletes, even crazy okay. ass athletes like Antonio Brown. What's what's nuts, Jay, is that he led the league in receiving last year. He was Last the best receiver in football hands, and it wasn't year. even close. Exactly. Even close. This is a descent into madness like we haven't seen, and and all these tweets are making it very hard for any team to say, yeah, we want to get in that business because you don't know what's coming next. You have no idea what's coming next with this cat. How how bad does well Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell feel? They were on a team – winning at least 11 to 12 games each year. They you know got what? stupid, and now Le- Le'Veon Bell's on the Jets. Will not even get 1,000 yards this year. I didn't think he has 600. Jay, and Antonio Brown's out of football. Jay, How about that? Jay, if I may, you're assuming they care about winning and the team dynamic. <laughs> that, you're assuming sort of normal like thinking and protocol. I don't think Le'Veon Bell gives two shits. Hell, he went, he went right. He went bowling the night that he was supposed to be home sick from practice. What does he care? That's true. Good point. Here's the other thing that uh, I have a serious question about. I'm not sure I know the answer, but Josh Gordon's once again out of the NFL because of 
his battle with substance Perfor- and no performing and performance enhancing drugs. Is it PEDs this time? You sure? That's yeah, what it said. It said performance enhancing drugs. I thought it was I both. Noted that. I thought it was both. Whatever. Yeah. Question: Should we feel sorry for him at nope. this point? Okay. Thank no. you. Thank no. You. I didn't feel sorry for him last time. <laughs> Why do so many media members say we should all be rooting for Josh Gordon? And I'm thinking, I'm, why? At some I, point, uh, personal responsibility has got to kick in, doesn't it? I don't know why I should feel I mean, he's had more than his fair share. Another oh, I don't feel sorry me. either. I'm asking you, Jay, why do so why? many media members say we should oh. be rooting for Josh Gordon? Why? Because it question. sounds good, feels good. By the way, here's something interesting. Sports by Brooks tweeted a video... Uh, high production value video uh, that was made, I guess, by Maverick Carter, who I suppose represented Gordon, or at least filmed this little documentary. That's LeBron's boy. That's yes, LeBron's boy. exactly. So he uh, he talks about Josh Gordon in this clip about how he learned to try to evade drug tests going back to his days at Baylor. I want to play it, then we'll talk about it. I've been enabled most of my life, honestly. I mean, I've been enabled by coaches, teachers, professors you know everybody pretty much gave me a second chance kind of just because of my ability so not too long after i got arrested for possession of marijuana at baylor one of my coaches he came by saying you're going to get drug tested by the compliance office this is how it's going to work this is what they're going to do if they do call you in here goes these bottles of detox he um showed me how to drink them showed me how to take them and that was, my, I think, my real first experience with, like, getting over on the system and that authority not really being taken serious because it was kind of being guided by somebody that's employed by the same, you know, university. I'm out of detox drinks. Where's coach with my drinks? Not enough time. Got to take a drug test. Fail the drug test. I've been. A- what do you think about that, Jay? What do you mean? A college coach uh, wanting to keep one of his best players uh, eligible? I'm so shocked by that. What, right. It's what, not oh, shocking. What is your net net takeaway from that one-minute clip? I'll tell uh, you what mine is. Well, mine is that somebody uh, – well, everybody looked out for him and well, – not looked out for him. Like he said, enabled, and he was like, screw it. Someone's always going to have my back. Right. I took that's, away – it's not my fault. It's not my fault. That's true, too. And, and, and I understand he's not wrong. College coaches and programs, they use you and they lose you. They're there to take advantage of you. They don't give two shits. They say, Josh, I'm rooting for you. Their coach might text them. I hope you're doing well. It's bullshit. We know that. And they will bend rules and break rules. And it doesn't help young players and young guys who are in trouble when they are enabled like that. But that was just sort of a lengthy, like, none of this is my fault. At this point, he's got to take personal responsibility. What, this is like his sixth time, right? Yes. How many? Well, well, I'm. And the thing that I know, really, I, I know, I sound horrible, but sorry, you've had enough chances. I know. At some point, you, you, your eyes dry up. There are no tears left for oh, poor guy. Uh, the the only thing that I that is, I'm a little bit sorry about is he's a fucking phenomenal player. You see that catch he made for Seattle last week? Might be his last catch in the league. More than likely is. 50 yard. It was like a 60 yard bomb. He makes a fingertip catch, and you're like, God damn. He was so good. 
And he's built like a brick shit house too. I I mean, you talk about T.O. being in good shape and uh, good physique. Antonio Brown, Josh Gordon is, I mean, that guy's an athlete. Oh, well, we'll see. Uh, Breeze in the record. Any thoughts on him? I always like Drew Breeze. I always root for him. I don't know why. Yeah. I'm not anti-Drew Breeze. I'm anti-Sean Payton because of what he did with the P.I. rules now that he's foisted upon us. Uh, so I was kind of laughing at the fact that they had their record-breaking moment overturned by replay <laughs> or by a P.I. call, not by replay, but uh, OPI, which was stupid. Uh, but the thing about Breeze, which is crazy, is, you know, he was going to go to Miami, but the medicals there red-flagged his shoulder, which had just been surgically repaired after he separated it on the last week of the season on his last game in, in San Diego. And Nick Saban was the coach at the time. After the medicals at Miami said, we can't take him, the shoulder may not be right again, they settled for Duante Culpepper. Culpepper. <laughs> who was good for about five hot minutes down there and then washed out of the league. Without Randy Moss and Chris Carter, Dante Culpepper, not so good. When did you become anti-Sean Payton? Because of his bitching over the P.I. call or non-P.I. call last year in the championship game. He wouldn't shut up about it. And the Saints organization wouldn't shut up about it. They blew the game. Yes, it was a bad call. Sorry. You blew the game. You had a chance to win in regulation. You had a chance to win in overtime. You fucked it up. Sorry. Good day now. And they wouldn't stop. And so because of their complaining, the NFL said, oh, God, let's shut them up. Okay, fine. We'll have reviewable P.I. How has reviewable P.I. gone this year? I think one in every 18 are overturned. In general, it's a disaster. And because of the reviewable P.I., Jay, they've called way more O.P.I.s than at any time in my life watching the NFL. I used to be on against you when you said get rid of uh, instant replay. Now I think I'm on that train. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Jay is coming home, everybody. It's such a glorious thing. (laughs) Every pass play, I'm looking for a flag. Every pass play. I know. It's just, 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 just get rid, just get rid of it. Right. Let the, yeah. Please. Anyway, can you imagine if Nick Saban had, because Saban after the fact said, I wanted him bad, but the medicals, the medical department said we can't take him, which I think is bullshit because Saban had enough power, total control there. Imagine if he had gotten Breeze and they had gotten to work. It could be Saban and Breeze in Miami with the same kind of success that Sean Payton and Breeze have had in New Orleans. Did you watch the uh, HBO special with Saban and Belichick? No, but I'm gonna. Is it good? Okay, that's for no. It's very good. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I, I'm not a fan of either one of those two guys, but it was interesting. Yeah. And how about the Patriots cheating scandal? Are we Are we shocked? <laughs> I just when I heard the audio, I laughed my ass off because I'm like, oh, yeah. You're just doing a piece on the advanced scouting, right? They were busted red-handed, and the guy's like, I can delete it. I swear, I'm I'm sorry, I'll delete it. If you really weren't guilty, you'd say, what? We need this footage for our our piece. I want to know, Jay, when is that actual piece going to come out? Because I want to watch it now. I'd like to see it, yeah. (laughs) It it must be some groundbreaking uh, video, yes. Exactly. 
All right, you ready for FTG for the week and then you can go to bed? I'm sure not. What do you mean you're sure not ready for? You don't have one? I'll go first, and you can think well, of one. What? My, my game last week was uh, football, whatever, football Friday. It was. I didn't think I had one. I didn't I know. know this week I had to come up with FTG. Just think about it. I'm going to go first, all right? That guy. All right. Frank Nabilo was sent off with a hearty goodbye on the Golf Channel because he's no longer going to be on live from the uh, Majors Championship coverage of you know PGA Tour events of the majors on Golf Channel. It's him and Chambly and Duval. It's like the big week for us golf nerds. And because he's moving over to uh, CBS full time, I can't stand Frank Nabilo's commentary. He probably is the nicest guy ever, but he sucks so bad on the air. It's not even funny. You have to listen to the vapidness of his observations and the non-nutritional content of his analysis. All he does is echo what Chambly says by saying, well, you're absolutely right there, Brindle, with his silly-ass Kiwi accent. He's a hack and a no-talent, but because he's got that accent and because he's a nice guy, it's like he's on a rocket ship to the moon. I'm sorry, but you know what? As far as Brindle, as far as... Frank Nabilo goes on television analyzing golf. Uh-uh. F that guy. And Patrick Reed while we're at it. F oh, him to the moon. Oh, it's okay. Jay, go ahead. Your FTG is one Patrick Reed. No, go yes, ahead. Because he may be the most hateable person in golf ever, correct? He has the most punchable face in golf history. He just looks like a guy you want to punch. A pudgy country club dweeb who's not good enough at any other sport to be competitive, whose daddy is rich, and because he took up golf at an early age and he's at the club all day, can beat you in golf. Hey, whoop-de-doo. Hey, how about that? (laughs) Right. All right, so for Patrick Reed, F that guy. All right, Jay, that'll do it. Off to bed you go. Thank you, my friend. And uh, you're off next week, so Merry Christmas, brother. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Let me wrap it up with this story. Tennessee quarterback Brian Maurer, Maurer was dumped in a cutthroat TikTok video. Got a lot of feedback on the TikTok video episode with Josh and Git. It was not good. I know. You're like, I can't see these videos, Abe. It's not working for me. Stop doing this. Boo. We'll do better next time, or at least I'll do a video episode on it. We'll all watch them together, and then we'll compare notes. That said, uh, this is apparently now a thing. Girlfriends are posting TikTok breakup videos. Why? Uh, Because girls are the worst. Followed only closely by boys are the worst. Followed closely by Jesus, this digital generation in high school today, They're savages. I mean, high school is always rough, and college, because this is a collegiate breakup. You know, young people are always tough to each other in high school and in their early years, and there was cliques and bullying and, you know, favoritism and everything else. Mean girls existed well before the internet and or uh, social media, but now all these digital tools are just being leveraged and used to further shame and humiliate people. Here's the actual video, and of course, TikTok is taking audio clips of popular songs and riffs and then voicing over them and then using your own little 
you know, pictures and pop-up bubble quotes and whatever. Here's what it sounded like. Yeah, that didn't work out. So I decided to have a break from boys, and you'll never guess who I met. Tall, large, Henry VIII, supreme head of the Church of England. And she's doing kissy faces into the camera and smiling, and she's got, you know, pictures in there of uh, Moore landing on his head during a game and a, a screen cap of her declining a FaceTime video. And then he's... Uh, frowning in that picture because she wouldn't pick up. And he's like, and other innuendos like, oh, no more girls in my DMs telling me he's cheating. Less people in bars asking, how is he? I'm hydrated because I'm less crying, better grades, sleep. Okay. I mean, really? If you're a guy and you see this video, are you saying to yourself, oh yeah, I want to date her. This will be great. Let me here. Let me ride this bull. I'm sure she won't do me the same way if things go sideways. And if a guy does this, and I don't know if guys typically do this, I mean, this can ruin a girl. If a guy were to record a TikTok video that was particularly savage, that included personal text messages that these kids save and screenshot and use as leverage all the time. And not just ruin a girl. I mean, we're talking suicide. I mean, come on, shut up, Siri. Why are you listening to me? Oh, that's right. Everyone's listening. All my devices are listening to me. I don't know, man. It is it is the Wild West. Why did I give my daughter a cell phone? Well, because she was going to have to have one at some point. Why didn't I move us to Amish country and uh, do an Amish radio show that is only powered by a hand wheel and a small loudspeaker that covers perhaps half the village? That that would have been good if I could have done that. Wouldn't have paid very well, but I don't know. Would have not subjected my daughters to this kind of crap. I'm just going to show this to them and say, okay, this, you're not doing this shit if you date a boy in college and it goes south. I don't care what he does. I don't care how he embarrassed you. You're not doing this. Be better than that. That'll do it for me today. Thank you so much for listening and downloading. I appreciate it. Tell a couple of friends, spread the word as always. It's only five bucks a month for the Friday edition, even if you don't even need Friday's football show. If you just want to support the cause, I will gladly and thankfully take your contribution of five bucks a month to keep myself motivated and podcasting because it's the wave of the future. It's the wave of now, at least for a while, until it becomes like blogging, which, you know, does anyone blog anymore? I, I don't think so. Thanks for listening. Have yourself a great Wednesday, and we will see you next time.